Welcome along to our worship for today, Sunday the 25th of April. It's the fourth Sunday in our Easter season. I'm here inside St Paul's this week. The service this morning is actually taking place at St Peter's. So you're very welcome to join with us as we gather together. Let's begin with a really lovely traditional Easter hymn, I Know That My Redeemer Lives. Open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. In your resurrection, O Christ, let heaven and earth rejoice. The night has passed, the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you, now and forever. Amen. The psalm for this morning is part of Psalm 119, verses 89 to 96. O Lord, your word is everlasting. It ever stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness also remains from one generation to another. You have established the earth and it abides. So also your judgments stand firm this day, for all things are your servants. If your law had not been my delight, I should have perished in my trouble. I will never forget your commandments, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me. For I have sought your commandments. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will meditate on your testimonies. 
I have seen an end of all perfection, but your commandments know no bounds. Faithful God, let your word be the treasure of our hearts, that we may delight in your truth and walk in the glorious liberty of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Psalm, all about the Word of God and the importance of Scripture in our lives. And we turn to Scripture now. We're going to have our reading for today, which is taken from the book of Acts, our series at the moment, Easter People. We are uh, working through some of the early passages in the book of Acts as we think what it means to live in the power of Jesus's resurrection. And this is from chapter four, beginning to read at verse five. The next day, the Jewish leaders, the elders, and the teachers of the law gathered in Jerusalem. They met with the high priest Annas and with Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others who belonged to the high priest's family. They made the apostles stand before them and asked them, how did you do these things? What power have you got or whose name did you use? Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, answered them, leaders of the people and elders, if we are being questioned today about the good deed done to the lame man and how he was healed, then you should all know and all the people of Israel should know that this man stands here before you completely well through the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from death. Jesus is the one of whom the scripture says, the stone that you builders despised turned out to be the most important of all. And salvation is found through him alone. In all the world there is no one else whom God has given whom can save us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The prelude to this reading is in the preceding chapter. Peter and John had healed the lame man and those who thought they were in authority or in charge wanted to know by what authority this had been done. Had they known what a tongue lashing they were in for, they might have not have bothered asking. It was by the authority of the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit which is also invested in us. Great men and women of valour who are of no faith whatsoever are able to respond to human need with the confidence and courage that you know we can wonder about even in the face of great personal cost. We as Christians who are filled with the Holy Spirit are able to do this and much, much more. And the point of this is not only to serve, but to demonstrate the love of God. It was love that moved God to send Jesus to us. And it took guts and nerve for Jesus to go to the cross. And our journey and walk with God demands no less. Today, if you don't remember anything else about this sermon, what I'd really like you to take away is to have the confidence in the God of your salvation to be able to step out in faith and courage. Just because you don't know how something's going to go or how it's going to end, 
doesn't mean you don't make a start or stand for what you know with every fibre of your being to be right. Say this after me. Filled with the Holy Spirit, I will step out in faith. Think about it. Being a Christian is no cakewalk. It certainly wasn't at the time of the Acts of the Apostles and it's no different now. We are Easter people and God calls us to be brave, to just believe, only believe. And we will also see God at work in us and through us and in our lives and the lives of those around us in our time and in our sphere of influence. There are two things you ought to know and bear in mind when you grasp the nettle and decide to exercise faith through action. One, the Lord is with you. No preacher or theologian worth their salt does not link this reading to Psalm 118. And verse 6 says this, The Lord is with me. What can mere mortals do to me? Well, actually, mere mortals can actually kill you but not before or outside of God's plan. And as I've said on many times before, this, this part of our life is the smallest bit. We've got eternity to live through. Don't be afraid. Bearing witness to Jesus Christ in this earth and in our time is about our eternal salvation and that of others. Number two, you will attract attention. Verse 4 of our reading tells us many who heard the message believed and the number of men grew to about 5,000. The powers that be wanted to know by what authority and power Peter and John had healed the crippled man. The power of the Holy Spirit in you is dynamite. When you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the authority you carry inevitably rakes up insecurities in those who don't understand. Those who don't understand where your authority comes from and who, those who feel like you should not be able to do or say the things you do and say. How, June, how I hear you say, how can I get filled with the Spirit? Well, actually, you already are. You're already filled with the Holy Spirit. What needs to happen is for your faith to be activated. And you do this through prayer and through ingesting, digesting and regurgitating the word of God and taking the risk of being uncomfortable. Your words have power, but only if you believe in what you're saying. Peter and John had absolute faith and confidence in what they were doing. They knew what they had seen and heard and they were prepared to not only risk their comfort and security, but their very lives. Verse 10 says, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and then they didn't have to, but boldly and bravely added, whom you crucified, that this man stands before you healed. We might, we might not be able to start with miraculous healings and raising people from the dead, but we can start somewhere. Stretch your faith, I dare you. Stand in the courage of your convictions and see God move. Start with what you can manage. It's like exercising at the gym. You don't go and start with a 50 kilo weight. You start with something light and then you build up those faith muscles. 
Well, you build up your natural muscles and that's how you build up your faith muscles. I used to have real problems really believing that God would come through for me financially. I don't have that problem anymore because I know I've seen it too many times that God comes through for me financially time and time again. And then you get to a place where the provision and the blessing is just flowing anyway. You see, when you need to see miracles is when you're desperate. And you don't always want to be in a desperate place to see the miracles. You eventually move from desperate to blessing. And, you know, this happened just this week. This very week, I have a friend who has a zero-hours contract. And she was being asked to cover shifts where she didn't feel safe or comfortable because the client had complained about her. And she called me and said, what did, did I think she should do? Because she really doesn't want to cover the shifts, but obviously zero hours, no shifts, no money. She's got bills to pay. I said to her, she's a Christian, I said, you need to stand on the word of God and really believe that God will come through for you financially. Turn those shifts down. I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but are you going to see God come through? And you know, she did. She says, I'm going to turn the shifts down. The very next day, which was just yesterday when this is being filmed, so that was Thursday, she rang me. She said, you'll never believe what happened. I went to see a friend who I've been working with to help with one thing and another. And um, she's coming to a bit of cash. And she said to me, I really want you to have this. And it was the amount that she would have earned had she done those shifts. So I'm telling you, God, the, the, the sower, the reaper is overtaking the sower. Trust God. Just start with what you can believe for. I dare say that friend would still have given her that cash, even if she hadn't turned the shifts down. But would she have had an opportunity to see God at work? Probably not. We are Easter people. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is resident in us. We have the authority in this earth and over our circumstances. Authority is given to us in the Holy Spirit through Jesus' death and resurrection by God himself. If you are a Christian that believes with your heart and has confessed with your mouth that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, you have gifts and enablement and authority in Jesus' name to use them for the benefit of yourself and that of others that they might recognise who Jesus is and how much he loves them and come to faith in him. In verse 8 and 9 of the previous chapter, once raised to his feet, this lame man literally jumped for, the, jumped for joy, leaping and praising God, and the people were amazed. His healing brought attention and attention to God. When we are fully operating from a place of love and compassion for people in the name of Jesus, two things happen. The first is lives are changed and the second is God is glorified. There is no other name by which we can be saved. Salvation was free, was free to us, but it cost Jesus his life. And in order for that price to purchase the freedom it was intended to do, the enslaved have to hear the gospel, the good news. We do not live to ourselves or for ourselves, but for others. And enabled by the power secured and released through the name of Jesus Christ, we are able to do far more than we can ever imagine. It is in Jesus that we move and live and have our being, Acts 17 and verse 28. 
People might ask, oh, well, well, why are you doing this? It's so that they can learn more about the love of God. So that you can have the opportunity to deflect that glory back to God. And this is precisely what Peter did. Verse 10 again, it says, It is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that this man stands before you healed. Everybody knew that man to be the lame beggar at the at the, the pool and he'd always got jumped over and he'd always, you know, been missed out. But now this, this attention, he'd been, he was, he was not just walking, he was leaping and praising God. Confidence and authority in the name of Jesus changes situations. It causes people to become whole, to stand on their own two feet, literally, just as the lame beggar did. This is what's on offer through the gospel message which proclaims the powerful name of Jesus. Health, wholeness, wellness, restoration, healing in every area of life, physical, emotional, financial, psychological and spiritual. And it's as true today in the 21st century as it was back then in the first. I guarantee that if you dare to believe, to trust and to step out in faith, you'll get way more than you bargained for. Your freedom and that of countless others through you can and will be secured through the powerful, mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ. God bless you in Jesus' name. Well, thank you, June, for sharing with us this morning and inspiring us and challenging us as always. Some responses as we come towards the end of our service. They're taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I think very apt for the season of Easter. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your sting? Christ is risen from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Death is swallowed up in victory. The trumpet will sound and the dead shall be raised. Where, O oh death, is your sting? We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh death, is your sting? The collect for today, the fourth Sunday of Easter. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. Raise us who trust in him from the death of sin to the life of righteousness, that we may seek those things which are above, where he reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. And rejoicing in God's creation as our Saviour taught us, so we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Well, thank you very much for joining with us for our worship this morning on this lovely spring-like day. It's great to see you all, even through the medium of the internet. Just to explain that we are continuing in our current pattern 
online services and a single service in person just until Pentecost so another uh, few Sundays next week the service will be at St Paul's and we'll also of course be bringing an online version of that service don't forget to join us if you can for morning prayer on Tuesday uh, when June and I will be leading prayers uh, as usual at nine o'clock on Facebook and YouTube have a blessed week it's great to see you and I wish you well and God's blessing for everything that you have to uh, uh, deal with during the week that lies ahead. May the risen Christ grant us the joys of eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia.